Welcome to the CF Stories Podcast, where we take some time each week to get to know different members of Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth. Our community is filled with people from different walks of life, from doctors to teachers to business owners, who all have unique experiences to share. This is who we are, and these are our stories. Welcome to CF Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Johnson. And in today's episode, well, let me ask you a question. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Yes, I know that's a familiar phrase, but think about it. Our physical health. I mean, do you feel it sometimes? Do you feel like you're sick? Do you feel like you're tired? Do you want to do something about it, but don't know where to start? Well, today's episode sit down with Sonia Joseph, who is a certified nutritionist and a middle school science teacher. And she herself has been on a health journey, which led her to discover many things about herself physically. And it also motivated her to help others in their health and wellness journey. Now, I definitely learned a lot talking to her in this discussion, in the stories she was sharing. It's very personal, but at the same time, notice how it motivated her Notice how it inspired her to do for others what she found in herself as well. This is her story. Hello, Sonia. How are you? And welcome to uh, the show here, your episode. How you doing? All right. So we're so today what we're going to uh, talk to you about, we're going to talk about your health and wellness journey because you've been on a health and wellness journey, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, health and wellness, obviously, that's a big deal for many mm-hmm. people. Um, people want to pursue different health, wellness, things like that. And uh, you have really dedicated yourself to health and wellness lately, correct? Yes. Okay. So what, what we'll talk about is uh, your personal journey with health and wellness, your motivations, why you are pursuing this. And you've been doing some big things, some official things, getting started with that, which is great. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about also just the general nature of health and wellness uh, physical health, gut health. We'll uh, talk about all the things that you've really been learning on the journey. So let's let's yes. just start with you. So, what has uh, been your reason for starting a health and wellness journey? Um, I would say probably about maybe three to four years ago now. Um, the main, the, I think, the main trigger for me to begin my my journey has been, um, I guess, becoming aware of these hormone imbalances that I've had. Um, so where there's things that I guess I struggled with for most of my life that I was just not aware of. Um, and those hormone imbalances were really uh, detrimental, honestly, in the long run to, to my day-to-day life. Um, come to find out, though, a lot of, the, a lot of those hormone imbalances, though, they couldn't be completely eliminated. They could be absolutely helped mm. um, with just different changes in, in my routine in terms of uh, my fitness, in terms of what foods I choose to eat or choose not to eat. Um, and just in overall how I take care of my body. So I, I just really just started a journey as to figuring out what are the things that are going to help balance those hormones a little bit better. Um, and honestly, it's made the world of a difference mm, mm. in my life. So, I, you know, I've heard people say like a hormone imbalance, mm-hmm. like there's someone um, like a, a former coworker just posted something on their Facebook about yeah. that. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know what that means per okay. se, what a hormone imbalance is. I know what hormones are. Yeah. I don't know what a why there would be a home i mean obviously there's genetic causes for stuff yes. like that but um was was yours genetic or was it something else um i don't i don't know if it was genetic per se it's just um so for instance what 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 there's different kinds of hormone imbalances right hormone imbalance could have been a diabetic issue right that's those are like insulin is one of the hormones that could be out of out of balance um 
there could be something else called polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is, is has to do with uh, cysts in your ovaries for mm -hmm. women. Um, again, due to imbalances in their hormones and a few other factors. For me, it's something called PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which essentially is like the the hormones that are that are changing or fluctuating as a woman goes through their their monthly cycles. Mm -hmm. um, they either they they make significant changes outside of the normal range of what they're supposed to make. Okay, so. What as a result of that, I can have um, for me personally, it just it caused a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. Um, so for uh, most of my life, more than anything else, it was I'm just learning to push kind of through these emotions, thinking that they were just coming from me coming to find out about four years ago. I came to found that find out that those were all all my symptoms essentially were lined up with the fact that whatever those um, um imbalances that were happening around that time of, of the month for me from mm -hmm. but honestly it wasn't just around that time of the month i guess you can say right right um for me it was actually three three weeks out of the month i was i had to be very aware of of, of my mental state let's mm. put it like that um it was just very it's very debilitating i could say it's like it's very draining um so for me it's, it's more than that so these hormone fluctuations that are happening in your body and it's obviously for women more than anything else um just cause so many other things it could cause weight gain obviously causing a lot of mm -hmm. headaches um, it can cause a lot of anxiety. It can cause a lot of depression. For me, it was the depression. And you, you said, you mentioned before, you, you said that you weren't really sure like what was causing that until yeah. you, you said four years ago, until you uh, Honestly, found I went out. Honestly, I went to therapy at one point because I, okay. was, I was exhausted. Mm. Um, and I, I, I was going through some things at the time. So I, that's really what ended up making me take that step. But through that process, I came to realize that there was something more because I was doing all the things that I guess uh, by the book, quote unquote, I was supposed to be doing. But there was still something that there were still some things there. So it was actually my my doctor, Rosie, which was the first one to point it out. And then my therapist actually pointed out she's a really good friend of mine. So like even within our own conversations, I guess she 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 picked up on some of those things. And she was like, I wonder if it's this because then it's mm. also very it is very cyclical. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always certain periods of time where I have to be very much aware. Like Carlos was speaking about today about those um, the gauges. Mm -hmm. So I always have to constantly be aware of those flags that kind of rise up. It could be changes in my mood. It could be it could be um, tiredness. It could be um, just feelings of withdrawal. Like it could be it could be a bunch of a bunch of different symptoms for me personally. But I can as long as I catch it within a certain period of time and I'm aware of it. Right. Then I was then I was at least able to be aware of what the cause was. Ultimately, I started taking medication. I ended up changing my diet. I ended up um, putting together like uh, I worked with a trainer at the time I was I was working out um, on a consistent basis and just changed the way a lot of the things that I was doing um, and even like so for instance when it comes to food that's where really the the love for nutrition came from mm. so I got to learn like if as long as you include a lot of healthy fats for instance that's also going to help balance some of your hormones if you include um, more proteins around certain times of the day or certain times of the month or certain kinds of proteins those also help to to balance out your hormones, increase some serotonin levels. Like there's a lot of different things that are happening. So that's one of the hormones that, that dips. Once I'm going through my own cycle, serotonin is the one that took a dip for me as well. Um, you, do you think that, I mean, is this something that's, uh, that's common in women? Um, I think it's more or, common than you know, women. Is there like a ratio that you can point to? I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't know if that's like a common versus not common. I don't know if it's 60% of women or, you know, one out of every four. I don't know if it is. I don't have a percentage mm -hmm. that I know of, but I do know that it is a lot more common than than more women talk about, um, whether it's PCOS or whether it's PMDD. Some, and the thing is that a lot of the things I think in our culture is always just like, you know, just tough it out and keep it moving. Right, right. And that was definitely for me. That was my story. Just mm -hmm. tough it out, keep it going. Like, just be strong, be positive, especially as a, as a, as a Christian woman, right? So we're always, we, we know we to rely on God. We know our identity is in Christ. Like, our joy comes from the Lord, all those things. Um, 
But there's also very practical things that God gave man wisdom mm-hmm. for us to also take into consideration. So if there are things that are not, um, so I was doing all the Christ-like things, all the Christian things I was supposed to be doing. And, and, and I'm not going to say that, that those don't make a difference. They a thousand percent make a difference. Um, but I know God, God left that opening for me. And honestly, God is the one that I know put it in Rosie's heart at the time that she did. Mm-hmm. And also my therapist. And that was, the, that was the time that I needed to implement it. And that's the one where it's honestly, it's been, it's changed my life. Right. Right. So, so you discover this, you said about four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you un- or uncover this, I should say. So you uncover this, you have uh, medical attention, you have a, a mental health therapist that are both pointing you to this possibility. Yeah. And now once you realize this, what was the feeling you had? Was it a, a moment of like, oh, like that's what it has been this whole time? Oh, no, or was, was it a moment was of like, wait, what does that even mean? No, I was heartbroken. Heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Oh, no. At first I was heartbroken just because I'm like, what do you mean? Like. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, I guess to me, it's always like, it, it, I guess there's always this stigma around, so, around mental health, right? Mm. And so the, it was very difficult for me to accept that. And this is where a lot of really good friends of mine, and in this case, also Rosie, um, just, and then even Pastor Rhonda, um, Pastor Carlos, they just kept reminding me, it is at the end of the day, a medical condition, is not, it is not a weakness. Mm. And I think a lot of the, what a lot of the, stigma around when it comes to mental health mm-hmm. or or the need for support in mental health issues um that is always that there's a stigma that that there is a sense of weakness in that person um but at the end of the day like they i, I was always reminded of the fact that i mean so I, just to answer your question at the time it was it was difficult for me to to wrap my head around and to accept the fact that i needed these things um and that what i was what who i was at, i guess without um, wasn't enough, and, mm. and then just to accept the fact that it wasn't a sense of weakness, right. that this is in fact um, just a gift that God has given me at this point to like, for whatever reason, this is a cross I've I've guess I've been given to bear. It's it's so interesting to me, like to hear that um, because it's like, and and I don't I don't know I can't trace where this comes from in church specifically, like church Americana type of stuff even outside the church it's, it's, it's it, the truth it, yeah. it, it, it's it's one of those things like it all melds but it's like you know it, it's funny because uh you can we can talk about uh um, weakness and needing god and things like that but then it seems to me that like the difference is like where do you seek the help from yeah and i think that um i think to stigmatize like medical attention and things like that mm-hmm. as saying like well that's not like a good source or at least not a, a source that's v- valuable is is Foolish, because obviously we're talking about Rosie. Shout out to Rosie, mm-hmm. um, you know, who's a doctor, a medical professional, and you and know, and, and and our sister in mm-hmm. Christ. And you know, we go to her for everything. Like, hey, what's this? What's that? And because we trust in her expertise mm-hmm. and we trust in her character, because we know her and we've known her for you know decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and even the counselor I was seeking, he was a man of God. So, like at the end of the go. day, they both, Rhonda and Carlos and everyone else, the same thing always comes back to. At the end of the day, like you wouldn't tell a person with a heart condition not to take the medications that they need for their heart condition. You wouldn't tell someone who's a diabetic who has type 1 diabetes who cannot produce insulin mm-hmm. to not take their insulin and then just believe that God is going to heal them. God might heal them. Right. But it also, it's also wise to also use the, the medicines that God gave them to be able to um, seek that healing as well. That is healing. There is. Yeah, you know I mean? what I mean? So like, and at the end of the day, I think that's what, like, I guess gave me comfort. I had to just keep reminding myself of those things. That mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's medical, it's medical. You just, you just got to do what you got to do. And and obviously, like it comes along with a lot of other things. So uh, you just you adjust your your food. You adjust what the, what um your routines are. You adjust certain pa- patterns of thinking. Obviously, you adjust your your fitness. So all those different things just kind of work together. 
let's talk about those adjustments then. So you get this, you uncover this, and you 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 know go through your uh, mm-hmm. realizing of it, your acceptance of it. You yeah. go through the stages, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then you say at some point like, okay, what I'm gonna do, or like how you know how did that progress? Did you just did you start to like just get down to business, or were you like, okay, what do I do here? Who do I seek out? How do I you know make myself healthier, better? What was that? The, the, I'm talking like the first baby steps. What was that like? I guess for me, it was just initial. I, I was like, all right, if this is what it is, then let's just, let's just do something about it. And so I was already going to counseling and I was already seeing Rosie on a consistent basis. So they both recommended me taking medication. So I started taking medication immediately. And immediately I felt significantly better mm. than where I was. Um, and it wasn't something where it's like I didn't feel like myself. It's like I finally felt like myself without needing to require the effort to mm. to to feel normal if that makes mm. any sense right when, when you say effort what do you mean by that um i don't know if you've ever experienced any kind of depression but it's like it really requires effort to appear normal because i'm not the type of person to want to for instance come across like i don't i i wear my heart on my sleeve i am very vulnerable but i also am not gonna be the one like i don't i don't i don't like to make excuses or feel like a baby or like if i'm in a place hanging out with my friends i want to be joyful and have time and have a good time with my friends for, that's just an example right yeah, i've seen you like that yeah, and so like, and so like, I there's there's days I've known you like, for like 13 years, so yeah. I mean, I've yeah, we've hung out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like sometimes it's like you really have to, I have to like make a conscious effort to say, okay, get out of your head, um, just focus on this moment. Um, you're with friends, and just you know, just try to like just literally, I'm talking my talking to myself, trying not to let myself cry while I'm with friends, which mm. is silly, right? Because I'm in a safe place well, with my not, people. I mean, it's silly if, it, if, you, if that's that's how I what felt. you're going through. Yeah. yeah, like it got to the point where it's like I was with friends, and it's like sometimes it just took too much effort, and I was just too tired just to do mm. normal things. Mm. And I'm like, I can't. Like, so there was even one, though you want to, like, you I want, want to. to, like, I want to be there with my friends. You know what I mean? Obviously, right, there right. was one day in particular where it really was like very blatant to me. I was hanging out with um with a, a group of really close friends of mine. And and I really wanted to be there. And at the whole time that I was there, I didn't want to be there. The whole time I'm sitting there, everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all just hanging out. Um, and all I wanted to do is cry. And I'm like, this makes no sense, Lord. So at the end of the day, I just got up and I, I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go. I have to wake up early. Kind of made an excuse. Um, and then I left. And then I was just like, it was just, it's just, it's just, that's what I mean by the exhaustion. It's like in the sense of like, it just requires a lot of effort. It's a draining before, right? To turn it on and, yeah. and to, so to speak, you know what I mean? Mm. It's not like you want to fake the funk. It's just, it requires effort to feel normal, which, which I didn't want to do anymore. You know what I mean? Cause I'd rather use that energy and expend it somewhere else more productive in my life ultimately. Right. So, um, so at that point I was still going through counseling. I was still seeing Rosie. I was taking my medication at that point. I also like, I was like, all right, well, let's, let's do something different. I started going to see a trainer very shortly after. So I started working out twice a week with him and then working out several other days by myself. I started looking up different videos. So I just threw myself into the process mm. and I just started doing all of this research to see what I can do um, to make a change. Because I'm like, okay, if this is what it is, I have a solution. Let me just do something about it. Mm. So I just didn't hesitate. That's important because, um, you know, obviously, you know, you feel some, uh, some way, you're, you know, physically speaking, you feel some way, you feel, you know, some type of illness or whatever. And then uh, you seek your attention, everything like that. Then it's, you know, uncovered like, hey, this is what the problem is. And that is a daunting moment where yeah. you, you have this moment of like, oh, man, like, whoa, that's, that's what's happening. And then it gets to that moment of like, okay, so what do I do? <laughs> what, yeah. do I, what do I do about this? Am I, am I just doomed? Like, oh, man. Or is yeah. it there's something that can be, you know. Uh, upheld yeah uh you so you so got like the physical component of it where mm-hmm. it's like the exercise part so so talk us about talk to us about that part about the exercise i love exercising yeah, personally it's great like, i love exercising you feel so much better oh yeah i i think like i i love exercising 
Um, I, I even love exercises that I don't like doing. Like, I, I actually, even though I do run, I hate running. I hate running. I like, I mean, I... I, I, I could sprint. I'll I can, sprint. I'll do random sprints. <laughs> and then, listen, at the end of the day... Like, run up and down the street. That's fine, but... I'll just do some random sprints and we'll call it a day. Some hill sprints, we'll call it a day. I get... Long distance is not, not my jam. So many people don't want to do any exercise at all. Yeah. Um... They feel like there's like a physical limit, which there is. Obviously, yes, there is yes, a physical sure. limit. But I mean, as far as I see it, and I don't know if you would agree, it's almost like there's a mental like limit to like wanting to be physically active, not just like yes. the dieting part. You we'll get to that in you, a minute. Yeah, but, you can yeah. absolutely get in your head and keep yourself from doing from doing anything. I was listening to a Craig Rochelle podcast one time. He was talking about how um, this. I forgot who he was who he was with at the time, but he basically told him, "Okay, well, how long can you plank for?" And for those of you who are listening and you don't know what a plank is, basically you're just in a push-up position. You're holding a push-up position either on your, I don't know how to describe it. Like, well, you, you, you would get, well, like a plank on your, like on your forearm. Yes. Like, and then you, it's, you're in like a downward push-up position, but mm-hmm. on your forearms instead of your, just on your hands. Mm-hmm. Or you can do a modification where you're in the push-up position holding your hands. Your hands. So oh, either, yeah. either one. Um, so he was like, okay, well, I think I can plank for like a good two minutes. He was like, I can guarantee you, you can do five. He was like, I can't do five minutes planking. And That's then a long time. It's a very long time. Five minutes. <laughs> Five minutes, five minutes doing anything is long, but five minutes planking time. is a long very time. long time. And so he's like, he's like, at the end of the day, he was like, as long as your mind um, isn't telling you, okay, you've gone far enough, then, um, then you can keep going. So, well, so he had him planking. And so he, as he was planking, as he had him doing that, mm-hmm. he was saying all these things or asking him questions right. or like, long story short, five minutes passed and he didn't even realize Right, it right, right. But at the end of the day, like I've caught myself so many times too. It's like, all right, this is my limit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like we, our, our minds will absolutely convince oh, us to wear. For sure. Or like even if on a day you don't feel like getting up in the morning to work out. Yeah. I, I think know. when it comes to fitness, though, it just has to be something you enjoy. I get the discipline in the sense of like mm-hmm. you have to just get up and do. And you should. We have to be moving our bodies. Um, like one of the things that I had learned, like the, the, the more we exercise, the more we move our bodies, the more obviously our bodies demand from us. Right. So we, our bones will literally produce more bone cells right, to be, right. in, in response to the. To the to the need that you um, like a physical stress on yes. your body, right? Yeah, and right. it's producing. And for women in particular, that's incredible because mm. we it'll help us prevent osteoporosis as we get older because we start losing bone density as we mm. get older. Mm. So in that regard, it's 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 a huge benefit for us. At the end of the day, just you have to find what's fun for you. Yeah. Like for yeah. me, running, I can't. I have a friend who can do twenty miles a day, yo, and she <laughs> loves it, and she gets such peace there. I love some hit training. I need to be able to do short, quick spurts and changes. Which for me, pregnant right now is hard because I can't do any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Circuit training, plyometrics, like that's my jam. Oh, so yeah. it's like you got to do what works for you, mm-hmm. what you enjoy. And that's so true because when it comes to like physical activity, um, you really do need to find something. But at the same time, you kind of see, I have this whole like idea too, because I know we've been using the word discipline. Yeah. But like there's discipline and there's desire. Yes. And, and the desire, in, in my view, and the desire really comes first because if you mm-hmm. have the desire, the discipline will follow if you have the desire. Like, I, I kind of see it like that, where it's like you have to, like, like you said, like the, like the waking up in the morning, you're like, I don't want to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. But then if you switch your mind to say, like, okay, I do want to do this because of X benefits and, you know, mm-hmm. you're on this commitment. That's why I think, too, it helps to do it with someone else. So you have, yes. like, a partner and accountability. So it's like yes. the day that your desire is low, your partner is, like, the disciplined one mm-hmm. where it's like, no, you have to. And then vice versa. Like, yeah. you have that person that can hook you up and, and, you know, come and knock on your door and be like, all right, time to go. And yeah, then you're yeah. like, uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, you don't, cause you don't want to stiff them because yes. you're, you made your pact. <laughs> yeah. And then for me, that's where the trainer was huge. Cause at the time, yeah, like I was still struggling sure. emotionally a little, a little bit. And so he held me accountable. And then he also taught me all this, all these new 
exercises that I never knew about, mm. like hit and plyometrics and all that stuff I'd oh, never yeah. tried before. Yeah. So this guy, like, it was it was so much fun. But then the accountability, having the accountability there was huge. Absolutely. And obviously, you can continue on your own. But it's it's a huge difference having someone else push you there to the next level or holding you accountable. And it's in the like the benefits are like long term benefits yeah. of physical activity and yeah. the benefits really you have to stay with it. Though. Like, like I was in a conversation recently with someone uh, about like exercise and it was interesting because they were asking, like, what do you think about, you know, certain exercises or certain things? And I said, honestly, in my view, if you're going to like let's say you're going to sign up for like a class, mm-hmm. let's say you're going to sign up for like kickboxing or something like that. Like, you really have to give it, like, time. Like, you can't just, like, go to, like, yeah. one and be like, oh, like, I feel the same. And, like, you have yeah. to, like, if you, I don't know. I don't know what they're, you know, the packages or whatever. But, like, you have to stick with it for some weeks, though. Because yes. there are, there's a timetable of, like, when you would actually see results. Like, t- you know, physical results. Like, and, 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 but if it's new, I mean, those first few times, you're going to be like, it's brutal. <laughs> those first few times are brutal. Why did I do this? Yeah, it's brutal. I remember being in one, uh, one MMA gym in Cranford and <laughs> the, the conditioning Did you get kicked in the face that day? Was, oh, I've been kicked in the face plenty of times. It's great. Um, I've kicked people in the face too, so it all, it all evens out. It bounces out. out. It all balances out. You, you know, you're giving you, you're giving you, uh, and you receive. But, um, so, um, and I remember like doing, when you said planks, it reminded me of this. And it was like a, like a, I don't know how many minutes long, but I remember the one coach was like, do you want it? And I remember, I didn't say anything. I'm not really much of a You're yeller. You're like, no, I don't. But one guy was like, I want it. <laughs> and I got to be honest, though, when he yelled, I want it, I felt like, yeah, I want it too. Yeah, I got you going. Too. That's why it's nice having people around you, because it's like you feed off their energy Exactly. Yeah, when when he was like, I want yeah. it. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> and then, then you know. The competitive nature. There is a competitive nature because yeah. you're like, you don't want to be the one. Even if you're not a quote unquote competitive person. Yeah. You don't also want to be the one that like quits. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. so. And you don't want to quit on yourself. No. Like, you'll be disappointed in yourself later on for not trying. Yeah. yeah. You're going to drive home and be like, I could have held out for 30 seconds more. Right? Like, <laughs> I could have held. I could have done one more rap. Like, yeah. man. <laughs> Especially like, you know, when it comes to uh, accountability and working out in group settings. Like when there's like an age diversity yeah and someone who's like 20 years older than you and you're like i can hang <laughs> i can hang i mean you know at our age now we're kind of like in the middle but <laughs> we are yeah. getting, to the getting to the middle and getting to the middle so you know you have a younger you have like a teenager and you're like oh, okay i still got it you young one and then you look at like someone who's like 65 and you're yeah. like you're like but I, I'm, I'm young yeah you know so That's uh funny. so you start that training and then now what about the nutrition part so, so let's talk about nutrition because I've heard it said, and I don't know if this is still the thing, mm-hmm. but I've heard it's like an 80-20, where it's like 80% of your health and wellness is oh, eating absolutely. and 20% is the, the, the exercise. Fitness, yes. Yes, is that still sure. a thing? Absolutely. And yeah. I heard that like 10 years ago. I've, I've said thing. it to people. Yeah. I'm like, 80-20. Yeah, yeah. You know, but is that still like kind of the It has to be a balance, right? Because if the yeah, ratio. absolutely. Because it's like, let's say you're, you're eating like, you're eating terribly and then right. you're working out. You're, you're still going to gain the weight. And obviously... When it comes to, when I'm talking about health and wellness, yes, I'm talking about making sure you're you're fit, that you look good, all that stuff. But at the same time, you're worried about longevity, right? You want to make sure that you live a long and healthy life. But it's like you can't you you're not going to balance one out without the other. And so, absolutely, your nutrition has to is number one because then your nutrition is going to fuel your workouts. And your nutrition is also going to fuel the rest of the things that you do throughout the day. So, absolutely. Do people ruin their working out with their nutrition? Oh, or lack listen, of nutrition. I will tell you this. I remember when I first started training. I, I, I was having some great sessions. And then one day, the night before, I had a bunch of pizza. 
I'll tell you that my workout the next day was miserable. Oh, no. And then my trainer was like, yo, what did you have for dinner? I was like, I had pizza. He's like, oh, well, you're going to pay for it now. Let's go. 15 more burpees. Let's go. And this man loved him some burpees, so forget it. Yeah, I can't. But it was good pizza. Listen, he was like, you wanted that pizza, right? And then halfway through my workout, he's reminding me, you wanted that pizza, right? Let's go. Five more. So, absolutely. It ruins your workout. And also, at the same time, you're not absorbing nutrients in the same way because those nutrients are not there. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? So your body is obviously producing. You're, you're, you need more protein to refuel those muscles, right? You need the right kind of protein. You need the right kind of fats. Because um, if you don't have the right kind of fats, your hormones can be off. If you don't have the right kind of protein, you're not going to be building the muscle that you want to build. Um, you won't have the same clarity of mind. Your, your workouts, you'll be. I remember there were times where it's like, okay, well, I'm not that hungry. I'm not going to eat. And then I go for a workout and I'm like lightheaded. Mm. So it's like it's got to be a balance. You can't just starve yourself. You can't eat a a bunch of nonsense, too, and at the same time expect to feel great afterwards. So it's got to be a balance. I've seen that in in people like, uh, you know, like, let's exercise together. I'm like, and my one of my first questions, I'm like, did you eat? Yeah. Like, did you eat? Or like, you know, I'm like, sure. Like, I'd love to. I'll exercise, run, do hit, whatever with anybody. But like, I'm like, are you? Like, did you eat? Like, when mm-hmm. did you eat? What did you eat? Because and that's that's and honestly, gonna yak it later. That's, and yeah, and that, that's mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like they don't. I didn't know that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I would be like, okay, well, I'm not hungry. I'm I'm still full, so I'll be good for my workout. Halfway through, you don't realize how much you've depleted your resources until you're in the middle of it, and that's like the worst feeling ever because you just want to pass out. Right. But it's like even if you have literally my pre workout was an apple before every workout, an apple was enough. Mm. So it's like you have to have something. You also can't have a big old sub beforehand because you're going to just hurl all your food. So True. And hydration? Yeah. Oh, listen. I don't know. Listen, hydration in general, I know it's difficult for a lot of people to drink water. Personally, I just have a, a mason jar with a, with a straw with me all day long. At the end of the day, we should be consuming at least half of our body weight in ounces right. of water a day at minimum. I'm probably right now having like four liters of water a day, but I've gotten used to that. So mm-hmm. that's my... That's my normal. But I think that's key what you just said about. So, you know, I think there's, you know, that comes up every now and again. You should have your body weight ounces, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But two things. One is um, it takes time to regulate that because, yes. and two, in, well, this in conjunction. So when we here in Christ Fellowship, when we do our 21 day fasting, um, you know, this year we did a little differently, but in years prior, we've done Daniel fast where you are drinking water, basically, and that's, that's it. Um, I remember several years ago, someone, uh, talking to someone about it and I, and they were talking about, um, like they, you know, not drinking juice or whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, or soda. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what's interesting though, is that when you, when you go on a uh, fast and you cut out juice, soda, et cetera, what you're going to realize is not that you don't drink enough water, quote unquote, but you don't drink water at all. Yeah. Like there's plenty of people who do not drink water. Mm-hmm. Like ever yeah and they only drink it when they're doing a physical activity and it takes getting used to because some people are just not used to it and and it it, you 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 also i will say this like if you're someone who doesn't drink water much and then i can't tell you to go drink three four liters of water a day it's gonna it's gonna it's not gonna be good for you your electrolytes (laughs) will be out of whack like (laughs) you don't have enough magnesium in your body it's gonna you have it's obviously it's gonna be a process it's most people are not used to that and that's Mm -hmm. fine you can add things to it so like even when i work out so like for instance i add uh, BCAAs to my water, which are branched chain amino acids. So they're just good to help you rehydrate, help you, um, you help your muscles recover better. But it also just tastes good. So I got like an, uh, a real natural BCAA. I add that to the water and it tastes good. You can add that throughout the day if you want to. Or you can add, um, if you get bored of just having water, just squeeze a whole lemon in there. Squeeze a, some 
I'll throw in some chia seeds in there, so it feels like you have something of both. It does help. Fiber. Yeah, yeah it does it help. Helps. It does help. Um, I, this is funny because I remember someone one time was like, was like, I don't really like the taste of water, and I was like, it doesn't uh... taste like anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can direct you to some science teachers to explain it in more detail, but I mean, honestly, if you have the wrong, if you got tap water, it's not going to well, taste very good. Well, you know, good. you might want to get there. The, is a yeah. difference with Poland Spring and Dasani. There's there's difference there too, but um, it, it's it's interesting because uh, when it comes to that fitness wellness. Um, specifically in the eating part. Now, mm-hmm. this this you know, might get a little little into some you know people's stuff here, but like when it comes to eating, obviously food is a major cultural. Oh thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone might not want to give up certain eating patterns or or just diet in general yeah. because it's not that they're not used to it. Well, one which which is broad. Yeah. But they might see it's it as like, culture. I can't get rid of X because yeah. we eat that all the time. And I ate that all growing up and stuff like that. Honestly, I am I, I am the type of person that says if you're going to, I love food. Listen, I'm a big foodie. And at the end of the day, it's like, I get the whole having to deprive yourself and letting go of certain things. But at the same time, I also think that there's ways to find healthy alternatives for the things that you like. For instance, our family, we love some rice and beans. Rice and beans are a huge staple in a Sp- any Spanish household, for all instance, right? Yeah, and so, like, but at the end of the day, like, I, I had to cut rice. And brown rice doesn't suit my body. That's, that's another thing we can talk about later. Like, just certain foods just don't suit you. Mm-hmm. Um, but my body didn't respond well to having brown rice. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to have this at all. So I either have quinoa or I'll have cauliflower rice. But at the end of the day, you flavor it exactly the same way you do everything else. And at the end of the day, as long as the flavoring is there. So I won't use adobo. I won't use certain, certain spices. Um, so, for instance, an adobo. Adobo has a lot of sodium and has a lot of MSG in it, surprisingly. So I'll just use the same spices. I'll just use garlic powder. I'll use salt, pepper. I'll just, I'll make my own spice mix. Right. And then I'll just flavor it the same way. I'll add some bay leaves in there. You just, as long as it tastes, this, this, well, no matter what it is, you can find a healthy alternative, flavor it the way that you want, and you can enjoy it. Mm. So, I think that, that's solid advice, too, because, you know, some people worry about, like, you know. You missing these foods. Right, missing yeah. these foods. Well, you mentioned quinoa, which I'm, I'm sure some listening will be like, oh, what was, what was that? I mean, so, but, so quinoa is actually. I like quinoa. I like quinoa. I, love I, like, quinoa, I like all yeah. that stuff. I'm, I am certain things. Certain things you will get used to eating them though. If you're never, if not used to eating them, there there is an adjustment period oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. But like I said, new. yeah, flavoring things as long as you flavor things well, so, then. Uh, it, it's yeah. I I the flavoring is is key too because like I mean I'm I am not a picky eater. Like I'll eat anything. Like I've I've tried like you know so many different things. So and I feel like well, some all people this, aren't. I, I mean, feel like all this is also very different for guys and girls. Oh guys, I feel like. I, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, what? Like, every time I, I I hear this, like most guys are like, okay, well, I I eat to fuel my body, and I just are just to fill my stomach, and I keep it moving, right? Where girls, we like our flavors. Um, I don't. I think there's there's. I think people like flavor. I mean, it, you. I guess you could find anybody that. Is a treat. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I guess you could find. I mean, there's plenty of guys with a sweet tooth, and there's plenty of guys with yeah, that's uh, true, that's true. um, you know. I mean, it, it depends on what it what it is. Like, if you are. I don't know if you're like a uh, like a grill, like you love grilling, mm-hmm. right? Like you know you can get real real cool. I'm mean, thinking about it like this, right? You have, you know, firehouses that have you know plenty of competitions for like you know cookoffs and stuff like yeah. that. Then open up their own restaurants. So obviously there's a lot of that. I mean that's true. Too. That's true. That's true. So you know, so we can get out of that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, but with with eating, it's just like it's interesting. Um, now let let me just like ask about this well first of all actually let, before i even ask so let's just let's just put one thing um out in the open so now your knowledge of this of food and everything like that mm-hmm. now you are 
a nutritionist. Yes. You are a certified nutritionist, mm-hmm. right? Recently, too. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So, so you know, everything you're saying, obviously, you've, you've studied yes. <laughs> in a formal setting. Like, you're, you've got the knowledge and things like that. So let me ask you some things about this. So um, food portions, okay? Um, I remember back in the day, I don't know if it's still a thing, where it's like you have to have, like, a, um, you know, X amount of meat. X amount of vegetables, X amount of fruit, and it was like a kind of like a almost like a pie chart, basically. Yes. Is that still like a thing, or is that has that is that kind of like back in the day, and now it's a little different? I mean, there there, there is still some semblance of it now, and then it's it's also useful to have some kind of like a there's like a, a I guess the plate image to right. show you this much of your plate should be this. Um, so it's all that's very useful for people that are starting out. Okay. Um, so if you don't know where to start, there's always a good place to it. It's a, there's tons of diagrams out there where it'll show you like. Have to have your plate have it filled with veggies. Make sure you have um, uh, a protein that's about the size of your fist, for instance, or and then uh, a starchy grain. But I guess over just to keep things simple, so that it's not overstressed. At the end of the day, just be mindful that at every meal you have a protein, some kind of a healthy carb with fiber, obviously, and then um, a fat. So that's that's good. So let's let's get some specific examples of things like that because I want I want people hearing from you. And I want them to have some advice and things like that. Mm-hmm. You are on your journey personally right but then all of a sudden we'll we'll explain this but now you're turning it over to be of service to others yes what motivated that um i think for me it was the fact that i've there's just so much health and nutrition information out there and they can get so perplexing and a lot of people it, it, it can be daunting to go out there and be like well this person is saying this and now this is the new fat and then there's there's just so much contradicting information. There's just so there's just such so much information out there, um, and I think that a part of it was for me just wanting to help people uh, simplify these things and just have them be practical and sustainable for them in their life. Because um, for me, I mean, I I enjoy the I, I enjoy food science. I enjoy sciences. I enjoy how th- these natural things that are available to us um, affect our bodies. Also, honestly. On top of the fact that, like, our my family, we grew up a lot of like um, with a lot of plant-based medicines, and um, so that was also that was always a part of my my upbringing. But a big thing for me was just wanting to simplify those things, for, especially for women. And at the end of the day, like, there's always this this concept of like things have to change fast, but they don't necessarily have to be consistent forever. And I think that no matter what changes you're going to do, it can't be just a quick fat situation. It has to be something that's going to be sustainable for the long run, something you're going to enjoy for the long run. And I think a lot of there's a lot of um, notions around foods and healthy eating that, oh, it's boring or like it's I don't want to be eating the same things all the time or like I don't want to have to be, you know what I mean? So just simplifying things, make it attainable for people and just help it help it be enjoyable for them. Mm-hmm. So so you felt the, the, the urge, the need, the calling, however you want to articulate it to mm-hmm. say, all right, let me help some people out here. Yes. Now, did this start with just like people you knew? Mm-hmm. Okay. So just friends. And I guess over time, it was just for me, just friends. So like I'd, um, they'd be talking to me about something and I'd be like, oh, have you tried this? And honestly, I think I just saw so much of how my life changed with like some of the things that I saw with my trainer, Max, that taught me and even a lot of my own research on my own and how much it affected my life in the, in the small things. There's just small things that you can change. And then I'm going around, I see a lot of my friends or I see a lot of people kind of going through life with the same, with similar type symptoms, let's say, um, that's become normal for our society. Like it's normal to always be tired because we're always so busy or because we're always so stressed. It's not like just, just even that alone, depleted energy levels. Like we shouldn't have to be tired all the time. That's not normal. And this is coming from someone who's used to, like, who used to drink like four or five cups of coffee a day. You right, know what right. I mean? Like, so it's like, it's not, it's not normal. So at the end of the day, these things are simple and it's just a matter of 
it's just cool to see like how those small little changes uh, make a world of a difference. You start to help your friends out, say like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. let me drop some knowledge on you. Let me, oh, hey, like, or I did this or I experienced that. Are you, was there one particular friend or particular story when you heard them talk about their physical health and you just saw yourself right there, like in your former state and you were like, oh man, like I've been there. It was during, during COVID. I remember a couple of friends that they, honestly, I think it just started first with fitness. A couple mm-hmm. of friends of mine had been um, wanting to exercise again, but they didn't know where to start. So then I was like, oh, why don't we just do this? And I just, I put together a workout out of nowhere for, 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 the, for them. Right. I was like, let's just do this. And I guided them through it. I was like, yeah, this is, this is fun. And they were feeling it. And then they were, it was good. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. I think I am able to help these people. You know what I mean? I think I, I wasn't, it wasn't in a, in, in a way, I wasn't like intentionally thinking, oh, I want to help. Right. I guess I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that so many of these simple things that I was doing were um, that big of a deal, so mm. to speak. Okay. Because they were so simple. Yeah. And yeah. then um, when I started having these conversations with friends, um, I, I can't pinpoint it to one individual person. I think it was just a progression of things where I was able to see just in the middle of conversation, I'll just share one little tidbit, one little tidbit here. Right. And I think from there, I was like, wow, I, I think I could make a difference in, in people. I think I know more than I, than I realize I know. I can probably make a difference in these people's lives. And it's just, it's just awesome to see just those changes happening for them on a... On a, on a micro level and that's where it goes back to what you were saying before like it, there's no microwave thing things like what you were saying about the the kickboxing class you have to give things time mm-hmm. um ultimately so what made you want to broaden out to be of more service and take on clientele and things like that is, is it just because of that just kind of just organically i think so just came together as yeah you, as you keep going and then the more- there's always a turn of like you're doing something personal individual mm-hmm. or maybe with a friend or two but then you're you know it's like taking the show on the road where you're like all right let me let you me know just, let me actually do something together. let me put it out there to yeah. anybody and that's always an interesting turn and it's when people talk about it usually it is an organic thing mm-hmm. i mean I, I haven't encountered a lot of people who like direct from the jump say i'm doing this so you know i can be somebody i mean that, yeah i mean that I, does happen obviously yeah but i've heard people kind of just yeah i was helping some friends mm-hmm. then we made a thing then it became a thing then it became a bigger thing yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh i didn't know it was gonna yeah go here but sure <laughs> i mean i guess for me like i, I just always love learning so at the mm. end of the day like i remember i was go- i mean I, I just for those that don't know me i'm a, i have a background in science i'm a biology major i'm a minor in chemistry i'm a science teacher for the la- i've been a science teacher for the last 10 years um and i think that like i was like okay well where where is this going to go next and i just and i realized how much i just loved studying i guess food science our our physiology right um and all those things and how they affect your mental health because obviously that's where i came from well, that's, that was the start of my journey. And um, I think for me, it's just like I realized how passionate I was and how fascinated I was about all these, I guess, this, the, the, all this information that was out there. Right. Um, and I think at that point, I was like, you know what, let's just, let's just take a risk and let's just do this. Because if, if I know that I enjoy doing this and I can do this for the rest of my life for free and I enjoy it, let me just see yeah. where, where else this can go, you know? So that's when I was like, you know, and then and obviously, like, for me, it's, I have a huge passion for for women um, and just to see women do well and women excel. And I, my whole, the, the whole philosophy with, with even starting the company and the focus being on women is that um, not just not to take anything away from dads. Dads are of incredible value in, in the home life, obviously. Um, but I just think that when, when mom, moms tend to direct more of the, the health and wellness of the family in terms of like food, let's say, for instance, right? Moms are usually the ones that cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typ- typically, yeah. Typically, yeah. Typically, not, yeah. Not always. Not saying that always at all. Right. Right, but, but that is yeah. I, you could say that. That I, t- is 
you know, typically. Typically, yes. And so um, that's so. And my my whole I, I thought process behind this was like, um, let's make if, if if women are well, then their people will be well. Um, so let's focus on targeting. Let's focus on targeting that the nurturer of the home in that regard. Um, so and then obviously for me, I know women. I love women, and then I want to see them succeed. And I feel like that's my calling in life to see them be empowered, to see them being confident in who they are. Um, and then a lot of that also comes from just feeling great from the inside out, you know? Let's talk to some women then. So let's, mm -hmm. let's get some advice out there in the world, some general guiding principles and things like that, because mm -hmm. I want to know too, um, the more like scientific part of it. So, so you said from the inside out, which is a very, uh, poignant phrase. Yes. Right. So not, let's not, start not from the, the, not the song, not the song, the song. <laughs> great song. Yes. Um, so let's start from the inside out. So how can you take care of your internals? And and the phrase that's been, you know, more growing in popularity, gut health, mm -hmm. advertising all over the place for the past several years. So what is gut health? What does that even mean? I mean, at the end of the day, your gut, it has to do with your intestines, right? Obviously, what's, whatever's going on with your stomach, with your small intestine, large intestine. Um, and at the end of the day, there is a, a huge, there's like millions and millions and millions of, of healthy bacteria or unhealthy bacteria living within our guts. Um, something that, that has, with all this research that's come out. 80% of our, um, of our immune system lives in our gut. There is this gut-brain connection. So then a lot of our mental health and um, moods come from our guts. Um, basically, because when I, when I say the gut, at the end of the day, it's like you're, it's everything that, that's happening here is fueling the rest of your body. So all those nutrients and the way that they're being absorbed through here are fueling the other organs within our systems. Um, so... When there is some kind of imbalance in, let's say, the microbiota, we call it, like the 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 microbial world or the the that are, that's happening within our within our insides, within our gut, it's going to then send out the. It could either send out inflammation, which can then uh, inflammation can then target um, all other kinds of chronic diseases. At the end of the day, oh wow, um, a lot of chronic diseases end up honestly stemming from our gut. If we could have something that's called a leaky gut, which honestly most Americans have because oh, yeah. of what our American diet is all about. Essentially, mm. all that means is that we've eaten a lot of food that has caused a lot of inflammation and it has made our gut or our intestines, so, quote unquote, leaky in the sense that there's perforations in our gut. Ooh. And then there's there's literally Jeez. things that are leaking into our bloodstream, Jeez. causing inflammation in our body. And honestly, it's a lot more common than than. Then, then we realize a lot of processed foods, a mm. lot of like um, a, a lot of processed foods in general, a lot of meat products, a lot of things that are that are a lot of the additives that come into our food. Those are all things that that affect our guts. And honestly, it could also be things that that are very healthy. So, for instance, um, for me, I don't, I'm not a I'm not a gluten intolerant person. Like mm. I don't have celiac. I don't have any. I don't that, have any right. of that. Like it's not that severe, but there is some kind of sensitivity to it. So that's why I'm always about like. Just listen to your body in the sense of like your body will tell you exactly what it, where it feels good and where it doesn't feel good. Um, so at the end of the day, there's certain foods that we can consume that can cause that inflammation and that inflammation can then in the long run trigger these chronic diseases. And give me an example of the chronic diseases that uh, are usually involved with that. Um, so, for instance, you could have some congenitive, some congestion, some heart situations going on can come from that. Um, migraine disorders, uh, mood disorders. Even some, even some issues with your diabetes, because it could also it could be affecting your insulin levels, um, immune system issues. So it's going to make you more prone to diseases or viruses that can come more often. You find yourself having colds quite often, different things like that. And it's interesting you say that too, because you talked about like the American eating and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then earlier we talked about like uh, like 
kind of like the go, 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 tough it out, hustle and yes. things like that. So I'm, I'm seeing a connection between this as well, because so many times people are on the go and they're just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we call it fast food. Yes. I mean, you know, so you go get, grab, mm, done. But even that, even that busyness, even that quick, like busyness, that stress that like even Carlos was saying today, the lack of rest that we provide our bodies, you're not allowing your body to, to reset. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's, I mean, that's so interesting because it's like, you know, the grind and the hustle and things like that. And then we put that up there like, oh, that's great. But that is at what cost? That's it, like at what cost? Yeah. So what, let's get to some more advice. So we got some gut health. And then so so what, what are some uh, in the kitchen advice you would give to people for how they can uh, improve their intake in terms of the foods they eat and things like that? We talked about seasoning before. Yeah. What about the cooking process itself, though? Like, I'm interested in that. Um, that's actually another thing I guess can point towards uh, the, the situations, the inflammation that can happen in our gut. So like even the oils that we cook with, for instance, right, they can be causing inflammation within our bodies. And honestly, that could also trigger a lot of like joint pains. I know people that have like um, some arthritis that have going that they have going on as well, or just other things. Yeah. But even the oils that we cook with, right? So there's certain oils that have a very low what we call a smoke point, which means that they burn at a very low temperature without the pan even getting very hot. For instance, let's say you put that oil, you notice some smoke might be coming from the pan. That becomes very carcinogenic. Mm. Um. So it's it over time can become very it, it, it basically can it can it can increase the likelihood of, of cancer because it's it's a carcinogenic oil. So it's usually best to stick with oils that are for cooking purposes anyway, co- the, that will burn at a higher temperature. So, for instance, uh, your avocado oils, your coconut oils, mm. um, even your sesame oils, they have a higher smoke point. Um, olive oil. I love olive oil, uh, but I usually use it raw because that actually mm. has a low yeah. smoke point. Right. Um, some some vegetable oils, like a canola oil, they have a lot of processed oils. They have a lot of, it's, a lot, it's very processed, for instance, um, and it can cause a lot of inflammation in your bodies. So when, when you look at the, if you turn over the label on something that's like you're going to eat, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are some look-fors on that label that you want to avoid? I mean, at the end of the day, you want to, like, it's like, it's like what they've always said. You, if you, if, really, if you can't pronounce it, then then you should be consuming it. But at the end of the day, you want to be able to see that there's foods there that you recognize. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at, let's say, some kind of a, let's say peanut butter. Right. Peanut I butter, peanut butter. I love peanut butter. I love me some peanut butter. But like, if you look back, sometimes it'll say peanut butter spread, right? Right, right. And then yeah, yeah. if you look in the back, there's a significant number of chemicals in there that they added or other, not just chemicals, but just additives or preservatives or things to make it, whatever, to make it taste good. Um, when really, what is peanut butter? It should have literally nothing but peanuts in there. Peanuts, yeah. So I turn it, I turn my my peanut butter can around. It literally just says peanuts, and that's it. What about salt though? Like I know that's a, that's a big thing for people to um like uh, about you know different salts. I know yeah. we mentioned sodium before, but like is is salt bad or is it just moderation? I think at the key? end of the day, it's just moderation. I stick with pink salts to be honest. I just love the flavor of it. Um, they I used to like. There's always this thing about going with sea salt over iodized salt and all that other stuff. There ha- really hasn't shown any. Um, significant difference in the research um, in terms of which salt you use at the end of the day as long as it's in moderation. Well, how, is that like a fad though? Like, you know, I know people say like sea salt and things like that and you're just saying... I mean, I think that's cultural because those yeah. are certain kind of seasonings. So for instance, if you go into certain parts of Italy and Greece, they're, like, that's part of their industries. They're, they're cultivating right. salt from the sea. So right. the sea salt is normal in their culture. Um, there's other parts of the world where Himalayan pink salt is more, is more common. So, and I think just those things are just kind of coming towards, I guess in our case in America... Um, and then just becoming more aware. And then everything is obviously like, listen, everything you have to take with a quote unquote grain of salt, right? Like there's so many new things that are always popping up and like it could have its health benefits. Happened. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then honestly, you have like, there's this thing. I really, I really believe you have to listen to your body. Your body will give you cues as to whether this is going to make you feel good or not. In the terms of like some of the things you can look for, 
Is this making me feel tired? Is this making me feel bloated? Is, do I have a headache soon after eating this? Um, those are just simple little things. Like, well, what is, how are you feeling when you're eating this food compared to how you're eating that food? And even those, just even those little simple signals that your body is going to give you, if you have to go to take a nap every time you eat, that's, that's a problem because it means that there's just, there's just things there that are not sitting well with your body. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like, especially, I don't know about y'all, but in the Spanish culture, that's normal. You have a big old, you have a big old lunch. All you want to do is take a nap afterwards. The itis. Yeah, you get the itis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a joke in some ways, but it's like, that's giving you a signal that whatever you just ate is not the best thing for you. So if you have a woman out there, let's just, just speak specifically to women out there for mm -hmm. a moment. Let's speak specifically to women now. And you have a woman out there who's listening to everything you're saying, and they're just like, okay, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I feel like I have this or have that. I don't know really where to start. I've you know, heard some things just like, I'm so confused or I feel this way or you know, I don't want to feel this way anymore. What is your, speak directly to them, and what is your encouragement to that person? First of all, that this that you're you're not crazy. It's not just because like um, I don't know if, if the if the doctors might be telling them you know like everything looks normal, which is usually the case, right? Everything looks normal in your blood work, things like that. Um, but there's solutions. There is a solution, and the solutions can be simple. Um, and at the end of the day, I would just say just seek out some kind of nutrition help, um, either from a nutritionist, a dietet, a dietitian. If, you, if you've already met with your doctor and you feel like you haven't gotten the solutions you've been looking for, there's also, also um, other, other means in that regard there. Um, but just look for small, simple changes. Just, I would say just there. Just start with listening to your body. How is my body responding to this compared to that? Um, I think that's a good start. Mm. But then I, you have to just seek the help because if you're lost, there's, there's always going to be someone there to help. I think that's that's a critical thing for everybody. You know, just seek the help. Like, mm -hmm. don't try to just tough it out. Don't try to just yes, suck no, it up. No, 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 no. Seek the help. Yeah. And, Put the and, pride aside, all that. I don't think it's so much as the pride. I just think it's like the, there is always so much to do. Of course. And I think as, as women, as, I mean, I, both for men and women, there's always so much to do that it's almost like you don't give yourself a moment to stop because there's no time to stop right. sometimes, right? Which is not healthy and it's not a healthy way to live either, but... I mean, I don't, I'm not a mom yet, but, like, I can imagine being a mom with kids, with a full-time job, with a house to take care of, obviously, your husband, family, friends, church life. Like, there's, it's a very busy schedule. So it's like you want to – and then those are all things that you love that you want to be able to give more of yourself to. Um, and it's possible. It's mm -hmm. possible. Like, you don't have to live exhausted all the time. You don't have to live with migraines all the time. You don't have to live with, like, this fear of, of having to deal with high blood pressure for the rest of your life or, like, congestive heart failure or, like, all these other that, – that's, that's one thing, too. Like, there uh, um, just just on a little bit of a tangent, but like chronic disease, they, they always say, okay, well, my mom had hypertension, so I'm going to have this. So whatever genetic is the case. And listen, genetics are important. Those mm -hmm. are things to be aware of, but it's also your gene expression or the way that your, gen, your, 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 your genes will express themselves in you is also going to be in response to whatever, the, whatever environment mm -hmm. or stimuli it's getting, right? Right, right, right. So it's like if, if you know, for instance, let's say within your genes, hypertension might be a, a, a high blood pressure or high cholesterol might be um, a thing, then you want to make sure that you're giving the right environment and behaviors and messages to those genes so that they express differently, so that they're not going to be expressing this high blood pressure symptom or they're not going to be expressing this high cholesterol symptom. Give it different messages. And what I mean by different messages in this case is you want to give it different foods that are going to help support or lower that cholesterol, lower that pressure. Um, and then just give it an environment to, to just... To not, in that, in that case, not be active. <laughs>
final thoughts, final advice. I know you have your notes, so I, I want to allow you to just speak some tangibles to everyone. So if you could just give us uh, maybe three or so just precise okay. points, go for it. So simple, listen to your body. But uh, like I said earlier, too, um, keep, keep it simple. Just make sure every meal you have um, a protein, a, a lean, a good protein. You have uh, uh, some carbohydrates, which are going to have your fiber, and then you have your healthy fats. Um, get your body moving, whether that means a 30-minute walk, whether that means um, Zumba, if you like Zumba, whether that means, like, it doesn't, fitness doesn't have to be scripted. It can just be whatever you enjoy doing, so. And, and, and just if I could actually comment on that point, too, it's, it's funny because, and I've seen this, I've heard this, I, I don't know, I, I kind of know where this comes from, but at the same time, like, yeah, think about it a little bit. I think when some people think about working out or going to the gym, they think they have to train like an athlete. Like yeah, they no. train like a prof. You know what I mean? They yeah, have to train like a professional athlete. They have to train like a like a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. Like no, and and people get intimidated going to gyms because they see people who it's are. It's intimidating. Listen, it's yeah, a, I as get a first that. time goer. It's very intimidating. You know, like yeah. this, this person's racking it up there, men and women too. Like yeah. or you know, so and so's on the treadmill for an hour, and you're like, well, I, I can't do that. But that person didn't start like that. No, it's just it's an intimidating environment to be in. But it's like one of those. It's like you're there for you. Exactly. And I think at the, I think that's that's probably my last message. It's like at the end of the day, you have to do this for you. You have to do this for your family. And it's like you you want to be the best version of yourself for the rest of your life. So there you go. How can we pray for you? Um, that my baby's the, the rest <laughs> of my pray for my little baby that's gonna be coming oh, in yeah. August. That is a healthy, healthy baby. That everything go. goes well. Um pretty much it there you go well my sister i thank you so much for just all your advice and for your commitment to even yourself like you said you're for you and i think that it's so crucial to really get that health message out there to people because there are people who struggle there are people who feel like the walls are closing in and there's no way out they feel like they're just a kind of slave to their genetic heritage when it comes to, you know like you said my mom had hypertension therefore well this is just how it goes yeah and I think that is some, you know, physical bondage, but there's also emotional bondage that needs to be released in some people. And like, yeah, you said, like, seek help. There is like, you don't have to condemn yourself to no, yeah. being unhealthy. Like, it's not, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, I think that's an important message. And I thank you for your message and you're, you're doing your thing. <laughs> you're out there on social media. Uh, you want to, you can, you can plug yourself. <laughs> um, what is my IG? <laughs> <laughs> uh, woman dot in tune there you go there you go so instagram at women dot in tune mm -hmm. wait, wait where'd that name come from um actually a couple of the guys from the from the church actually helped me with that from the bands um i'm, I'm a musician uh i play oh. keys at the church and i guess the the thought of like okay well we're just adjusting small things in our body to mm -hmm. make a lasting impact right so i thought about tuning an instrument and you tune an instrument you just make small tweaks into the strings and then it's going to produce this beautiful sound once mm. it's in tune which is essentially what we're doing with our bodies, right? We adjust small things and we make small tweaks or adjustments to the way that we eat, the way that we live, the way that, you know, the different things that we do. Um, and then we're out and able and fully capable to produce the things that, that God called us to and to live this life um, the way he intended for us to live. So, oh, Amen to that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Sonia for just sharing everything that she did. Uh, I learned a lot just from talking to her and I've known Sonia for many, many years, over 10 years, and I learned definitely a lot from her, from the, the physical side and the emotional side. And that message that she brought out to everyone is very important. Make sure that you seek help. If, you feel, if you're feeling physically just discouraged or emotionally discouraged in that sense, 
seek help. There is a way out. And do it in community, everyone. Do it in community. Don't do it alone. And that's an important message to everyone. We want everyone to be well. We want everyone to be healthy, strong, and to be a whole person, all of you, in service to God. Love God to make disciples and change the world. So hopefully this message was an encouragement to everybody. And hopefully this message will motivate us to really listen to our bodies, watch what we eat, things like that. Things that we've heard probably growing up and stuff like that. But, but the decision lies in our hands. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, everybody. God bless you. Take care. And let's get moving. Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth is a Christian community whose mission is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. You can learn all about us by visiting cfofelizabeth.com. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, as well as at various times throughout the week. You can also join us live online every week by visiting cfofelizabeth.live. We hope you enjoyed this week's story. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. See you next time.